0: Welcome back to Left of Normal, where everything that isn't right is left, and everything that is left is right. I'm your host, Scott Seary. Last week we went through the idea of written versus spoken, and how often our words process through our brains much faster than our mouths can actually spit them out. And what ends up happening is that uh, we get all jumbled up and it just kind of creates this really awkward situation for everyone. The left of normal is standing there wondering what just happened and why the thoughts didn't turn into words real good like they should have, and the listener is wondering if we're having a stroke. This week we're going to look a little bit more on how the left of normal person processes the words coming in rather than going out. And specifically when those words coming in aren't exactly the meaning that the person saying them is trying to get across. So the easiest example I have of these subtle hints that everyone is supposed to somehow understand has never actually happened to me, but I've seen it in movies and on TV shows so it must be true. And I actually Believe I saw a show where the left of normal character was kind of jokingly making some reference towards it. Here's kind of how this went there's a guy and a girl, and they go on a date. And the guy walks the girl back to her place, and everything went great. And so she says, uh, You want to come in for a cup of coffee? And now we all know that come in for a cup of coffee is actually code for something very different. But in this show or the story that I read or whatever, the guy, he looks at his watch and he's like, Are you serious? It's it's like 11 o'clock. If I have a coffee now, I'm going to be up all night. And the girl, realizing uh, that he's not getting it, says something like, Well, you know, we don't actually have to have coffee. But the guy is now caught up on this coffee thing and he says, Well, I mean, there's always decaf coffee, but decaf coffee isn't really that great and besides by the time the coffee brews and then it's ready to drink and it's going to be really really late and you know we already had drinks at the restaurant so some more alcohol probably isn't a good idea and on and on and so forth. I don't know how it actually ended but most likely he was standing there going on about how inviting someone up for a cup of coffee in the middle of the night is such a weird thing to do and she just slipped inside and closed the door and he didn't even realize she was gone. It's kind of a silly, I don't know, skit about how these subtle hints can be misconstrued. But those subtle hints being misconstrued actually happens quite a bit in the left of normal world. Many people on the spectrum have trouble picking up facial expressions and body language. And over the years, I've taught myself what different expressions and body languages mean, but a lot of them are still kind of ambiguous. And if you read anything about communication, uh, body language and facial expressions are something like half, 50% or more of the information you're trying to get across. So generally, something happens as I'll see that, that something is different. Body language, facial expressions, the way somebody's acting is different, but I have no idea why it's different. And usually there's just something going on in their life and it doesn't really pertain to me. And now of course I see them acting differently towards me and I get all worried because I think that I did something wrong. And so I ask them just how they're doing and it's almost always met with, I'm fine, Part of that is because as Americans, we love to use the F word, fine, when we're not actually fine. Uh, We'll get into that a little bit more next week when we talk about self-awareness and awareness of others and how we're acting and interacting towards each other. Whole different thing than what we're getting after here. So... In the past, I used to push these issues. I want to know why they're just quote unquote fine and not their usual great, grand, wonderful. And sometimes it works out that pushing leads to opening up that I did something that irritated or upset them, usually based on a social norm that I don't like or just straight up didn't understand. But sometimes it leads to them opening up about something else going on in their life, and I have no idea what it's about or what to do, and now I'm stuck listening to a breakdown session about how their friend's cousin's dog died recently, and it hit them really hard. And once again, I have no idea what to do, because empathy and sympathy are, I feel them, but I don't know how to outwardly express them, so I'll just pat them on the head and walk away. Anymore, when someone says, they're fine, I take it at face value and assume that they are indeed fine. Now, of course, these subtle hints go much further than just knowing how each other are feeling. And it actually played out in our own household a couple days ago. When our son's behavior isn't where it should be, he has to do extra chores. A time that we're encouraging him to think about his actions and so he can understand that he doesn't get to go play. He has to do chores and, you know, the whole discipline thing. Well, the other day, one of the dogs decided to rip up one of their toys into all sorts of pieces. And so there's this stringy, tensile-type stuff all over the floor. His chore was to clean up the living room, which included vacuuming up uh, dirt and debris, but we said he had to pick up all the big pieces first, or they might clog up the vacuum. When he heard this, he heard that he needed to pick up only the great big pieces, and then vacuum up the little stringy, tinsily pieces. The subtle hint, if you will, was pick up all the tinsel-type stuff because those are still big pieces, not just the giant chunks of fluffy stuff that came out of this out of this toy. So we had to rephrase and explain in more direct and clear terms that all of the blue shiny stuff needed picked up by hand and then vacuum the dirt off the floor. He even expressed why didn't you just say that in the first place and so a learning experience for all of us. Employers are the absolute worst at saying one thing and expecting the other. Well I've never like employed anywhere that I actually excelled uh, for various reasons that I've gotten into in previous podcasts, but I have often been chastised because I didn't do what was expected even even though those expectations were never made clear. I got a couple stories here. First one that isn't really that important, but it created an awkward moment. I was working as an associate financial advisor which meant that I did all the behind-the-scenes planning stuff. And Nothing wrong with that, that's where I preferred to be, other than when you're behind-the-scenes, you're generally seen as less valuable. Another topic for another time. Anyway, Shirley came up to me and she said, you can have that leftover lasagna in the fridge. I don't want to take it home. And so I was like, cool. That was about maybe 2.30 in the afternoon when I was informed of that, and I finished up the project I was working on, and thought, hmm, you know, an uh, afternoon lasagna snack might be kind of nice. So I heated up the last piece, and I sat in the conference room, and I ate it. And apparently, you can have that last piece of lasagna in the fridge. Actually, was supposed to be tomorrow for lunch, go ahead and eat that last piece of lasagna, and not uh, eat it right now if you're hungry. And so I kind of got laughed at, and everyone thought it was super weird that here it was three in the afternoon, and I'm alone in the conference room eating lasagna with the lights off. I learned to just eat in my office with the door closed after that. The other example was when I was doing youth and family support work for the Boys and Girls Ranch. I find that a lot of my stories are coming from this uh, time period where I was employed by them, which is quite interesting because the facility deals with treating mental illness, and behavior problems in youth, but they have no clue how to deal with left-of-normal adults. Even though a lot of the kids that we worked with were on the spectrum, employees on the spectrum were just like we didn't exist. So anyway, training for this job as a youth and family support worker was little more than a good luck and a pat on the ass as I headed out the door. The first day was actually a little bit better than most people get because I was teamed up with another youth and family support worker who had just had like surgery on his mouth, he had wisdom teeth removed or something, and the medication told him not to drive while he was taking it. So he had one day and then he would had a couple days off to recover, whatever. So he was able to kind of show me the ropes as we went along, and so that day went fairly well, and I got more, way more training than most people. Well, the next day, we weren't partnered up as that employee had the day off, and so I more or less did the same thing that we did the day before. And I was actually working with the same kid and everything, but when it was time to take him home, I dropped him off, and I waved, and I said, I'll be in touch, we'll get back together, I don't know, next Tuesday, whatever it was, and then I left. He lived in a group home, and I had no clue how group homes functioned. I just kind of thought there was always a staff there, just 24 hours a day. But apparently when I dropped him off and I left, he was on his own, there were no adults around. And I would have been fired if my boss wasn't a friend of mine, and he pulled for me to keep my job. Apparently, drop the kid off at home was a subtle hint for walk into the home, tell the caretaker how everything went, explain everything, blah blah blah. Of course, this there was no training for the job, so I would there's really no way that I would have ever known that. Anyway, after my friend left that position, he disclosed all this to me and he said that the rest of the team didn't even want to hire me in the first place because I didn't interview well. And I still have no idea how to quote-unquote interview well because well, nobody gives feedback on the interview and the handful of times that I even asked about it. It was just a bunch of subtle hints that I guess I should have picked up on. Anyway, for those of you with left of normal children, these situations pop up all the time. Adults can tend to give snippets of information and then expect results. But these subtle hints don't always lead to the desired outcome. And it's probably because we've gone through our lives and we've learned how to do things and we forget that children aren't as well versed as we are. Instead, clarification is necessary. For a small child, don't touch the stove implies the stove is hot, don't touch it or you'll burn your hand and that really hurts. But the subtle hint just says don't touch the stove and so curious minds reach out and touch it. Put your coat on implies it's cold and windy out you'll stay more comfortable if you put your coat on, but it doesn't convey that message to a young mind that processes information just as it receives it. To To get better results and to maintain a more peaceful household, taking the couple extra seconds to ensure all the information is expressed is definitely worth it, especially if you can tie in that why behind the rule. Because for us, rules without whys are just kind of dumb and generally mean that this is how we do it and this is how we've always done it, so do it this way, even if there's a better way. So put that Y in there so you can teach the kids the right way. So we'll get into this awareness and information processing a bit more at a later time, but for now. You've had a peek into the world where everything left is right, and if it feels right then it must be left. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like, comment, subscribe, join the Facebook community. Remember that if you want something just provide the information necessary and don't expect the other person to be picking up on what you're laying down. And of course share this with your friends whether they are left, normies, or right.